This is a very important day in the history of our football club. Watch your reaction. The NFL's Washington changing the team name. Yeah, that's what I thought. And the team's Native American logo. The Edmonton F Football Club will be discontinuing the use of the word in its name. Of history, it'll be officially announced today. A name and a logo many found offensive, racist. Watch your reaction. Changing our name will not change our core identity. A great team for a great city. Watch your reaction to the change. What needed to be done, what needed to be done, what needed to be done. What's your reaction to the change, the change, the change, the change? You are listening to Rouge, White, and Blue, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. And welcome to the Rouge, White, and Blue CFL podcast. My name is Oz Davis. I'll be the co-host for the show, as always. And as always, joining me is my co-host, Joe Pritchard. Joe, how are you doing? We haven't done one of these in like three weeks. How have you been? Yeah, and it feels like we could have gone longer. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of news, but, you know, there's one or two tidbits we probably need to touch on. One or two tidbits we probably need to touch on. My God. Okay. Let's talk about the big story that's happened this week. Uh, we are recording this on the 24th of July, probably for the 25th, 26th weekend of July release. And earlier this week, it was formally announced by the Edmonton Eskimos Football Club, which, which supposedly, for the time being, will be known as the EE Football Club, which I really love, or the Edmonton Football Club, uh, has announced a change in its name. Now... This, of course, is the Canadian Football League version of the NFL's execrable Washington uh, football team's name. And, of course, a couple of weeks ago, they had announced, which blew my mind because, you know, this sort of name change started happening in the late 80s, early 90s. And for it to take this long to bubble up to the NFL was pretty incredible. So I've, I've literally been waiting for this for much of my sports fan life um and washington announced that they would be changing their name so i guess at this point i can't imagine that any uh native american based football name anywhere or sports team name anywhere will still stand within the next year or so i would say so where should we touch on this first joe because of course the reactions on twitter have been far and wide of course, the Eskimos Ball Club took heat earlier this month in July for sending out a survey about whether should we change the name or not, to which the answer was a resounding, hell yes, now let's spam you. Where would you like to start with this, Joe? What, what's your reaction to this story in general? It, it was time. It was probably past time, but we'll go with it was time. Uh there's a lot of angles we can hit on this. Where do you want to start? <laughs> Let's talk about the fun stuff first. Now, of course, for those who are not decrying the forgetting or the tossing away of tradition, as some people would have it, you are probably in a, in a funny mood about things and, and willing to make some suggestions about the new team name. Well, our friend Travis Carr from the 2 and Out CFO podcast, of course, was one of the prime solicitors of suggestions for this, and I, I picked out a couple that I really enjoyed. Uh, one of the ones that 
it's still a few days later that is still sort of echoing or sort of rippling around uh, CFL Twitter is the Edmonton Edmontons, which I'm really I'm really enjoying the possibility of that name. Uh, I, I I would really like to see that one. One that I really enjoyed as well is again because the club is as uh, now uh, keeping that EE football team moniker for the next season if we play it. Um, somebody suggested Edmonton A, which <laughs> I thought was pretty economical. Um, going into yesterday, um, I would have thought that, like many people, that the obvious choice is the Edmonton Empire, but uh, reported by, let's see, I have this right here, as reported by Mark Connolly of the CBC, who had a, quote, interesting discussion this morning, this was yesterday, the 23rd of July, with Chris Presson, CEO and president of the Edmonton Eskimos, talking about possible new names, he confirmed it would not be Edmonton Empire. And I was kind of surprised by that. Again, I guess I guess the obvious choice is never the choice in matters like this. Um, I, I wanted to throw out a suggestion. Maybe I can fly this one by you, Joe, and, and hit you up for suggestions. And if you saw any good suggestions that you liked. What about the Edmonton E's? You know, like the Oakland A's. Hmm. Yeah, if you want to keep the double E's. I mean... Sure, but... The Oakland A's are a shortened version of a Right, it stands for athletics back then. Right, and everybody just decided to be lazy at some point in history and just started calling them the A's. Which well, is, you know, American education athletics is difficult to spell. So. Right, I mean, that the athletics is a throwback to naming teams after athletic clubs like the Argonaut Rowing Club and things like that. Uh, but And so we can't go that far back in history right let's just call them the A's uh yeah I don't I don't see the E's being anything more than like a fan driven thing yeah because if you're going to make a name change you're going to actually put a name there instead of just a letter <laughs> I um, would think yeah right yeah yeah I suppose so I suppose so um well what do you like do, do you have any uh suggestions would you uh throw anything out there um I was on the Empire bandwagon until about a week ago when it was just the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, if you're going to change the name from one group, from a group of people, and then you're going to go and change the name to talk about another circumstance in history, maybe let's have that circumstance in history not be so bloody <laughs> because Empire has certain connotations uh, given how basically the European empires treated the natives of this continent. So empire kind of started to lose its sheen to me about a week ago, and I'm glad to hear that they dumped it. I uh, thought that I thought that that uh, referred to the dynasty years with Warren Moon, though. I thought that's when they first sure, started. Sure, but if you're, if we're gonna go if we're gonna be going this deep deeply into thought about team names to begin with, yeah. let's not change from let's not go from the frying pan to the fire right right okay if you're gonna make the change let's let's change it to something that's not going to create controversy well okay joe your homework then for the next episode is to, is to give me a couple couple good suggestions for this name well i do have one that i kind of like oh, okay, i'm not go. Sure I'm entirely sold on it 
and it does have a couple of connotations to this to the Edmonton football team's history, okay. uh, or at least Edmonton sports history. Uh, the Express kind of roll off the tongue a little bit. I don't know if it fits into the yeah. fight song too well, which is <laughs> why it might not work so well. But the two connotations you could draw from history, and I have to thank Superfan Mike uh, from the Turf District podcast for the one I'm going to bring up right now, is there used to be a hockey team in the Western Pro League that was also referred to as the Eskimos, who had Eddie Shore, who was referred to as the Edmonton Express. So you can harken back to uh, former glory that way. Uh, I also would just have a kind of an inward giggle uh, calling the team the Express when uh, you know me and you know how much I love football history. Uh, <laughs> the Express from L.A. happened right. to be the team that sold Hugh Campbell away from the CFL and may have caused an end to the five five year road dynasty. So that would be that would be something that would come to mind every time I've heard that name. Right. Which, but USL, USFL Tecmo, you did not let me down. I, was, I, was, I did not. I was hoping that was going to come up. Wasn't that Steve Young's team? That was Steve Young's team, right? Yes, but after Hugh Campbell. Right. right, 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 right. Um, okay, great, great. Okay, Hugh now. Campbell had to settle for going to, to the Houston Oilers and getting Warren Moon back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, okay, so... Let's let's go on to another aspect of this, and, and I'd like to get your opinion on this because, of course, I have definite opinions on this. But I don't want to be inflexible. I'm supposed to be listening in this decade. Uh, let's do a little full disclosure. Joe and I are both white guys, and uh, Joe, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel that it's kind of part of our responsibility in these times to talk to our fellow white folks about these racial issues, you know, perhaps the ones that aren't so, I don't know how to put it, open-minded, aren't so progressive, let's say, about certain things. Um, how do you talk to people, or how would you approach somebody who's an Eskimos fan, who does the, oh my God, you're throwing away tradition, this is so stupid, we have to change everything now, this is stupid. How do you deal with people like that? I would tend to hit the mute button lately. Really? Hmm. I just I don't have I, I've lost a lot of patience over the past few months about people being dumb when it comes to things like this. And by dumb, I don't want to say that you can't have feelings about sex, about the sort of thing. Uh, your child, you maybe if you're an Eskimo fan from way back when. Your childhood is hearing this team being referred to the es as the Eskimos. Your childhood is watching that five-time team, or maybe into the 90s when they were winning uh, a, a cup here and there, too. Or maybe you're maybe you haven't been around that long, but you still can harken back to the days of Mike Riley winning a great cup for you. Uh, and having that name being a part of it is always going to be there. But and I can and I will grant you that there's always going to be that feeling of loss. Uh, if you really want to hear a good perspective on this, go listen to Two and Out from this week, where they had Superfan Mike and Empire uh, Andrew to talk about just that sort of thing. At the same time, you're not throwing away everything. The only thing that is changing at this point is the moniker the team goes by. Right. 
They're still going to be Edmonton. They're still going to wear the green right. gold. They're still going to have the double E logo yeah. if they if they have any you know if they if they can find any way to make that happen. Uh, they've done a good job. The franchise has of distancing themselves away from stereotypical imagery that could be associated. Yes. There's no yes. equivalent to the tomahawk chop. Yeah, there's no chief wahoo mask. You're not getting rid of a chant like that. You're not getting rid of... Uh, and you may have to retool your mascots, but really, uh, at least one of them, possibly. Uh, but really, how deeply are they in your team's marketing? Uh, probably not too much. So there's really... Uh, if you want to go from last year to next year, because I doubt we're going to see them on the field this year. There's going to be very little difference when it comes to what you're going to see at Cottonwall Stadium from 2019 to 2021. The only thing is, is when the, when they announce the team, it'll be the Edmonton, something else is instead of the Edmonton. Right. The Edmonton Edmontons, right. Right. But everything else is still going to be the same. It's not, it's not whitewashing things. It's admitting that the times have changed, that it's no longer acceptable to have a team with the handle they used to have. Mm-hmm. And see the organization, maybe maybe it did take them a little bit longer than it should have. The way society has gone in the last five, ten years, though, it's gone from being something that you hear about, you hear complaints about, but kind of just put them in the back of your mind to, okay, it's time that we really focus on this sort of thing. So now is the time really to make a change. You're starting to see advertisers step up and say, it's time to make a change. And you know, money talks, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the way this world works. Yep. Uh, my nation, your nation, if you're listening in Canada, that's what makes the world go round right now. <laughs> So now that there's that much of a groundswell from people telling the advertisers that, hey, maybe stop doing this, and the advertisers turning around and telling the teams, hey, maybe stop doing this, this is the time frame now where things are going to be make, going to be changing. Oh, yeah. See, see, that's, what's, that's one aspect that's wild about this to me. I mean, I just read a story on this uh, where a gentleman was speaking on behalf of, quote-unquote, 60,000 Inuit people saying that, you know, this team name in Edmonton was hurtful and whatnot, okay? You look at something like the Washington Redskins, what, there's maybe a million Native American folks who have, like, publicly stated uh, in some respect or another that they do not like this name, and all it takes is FedEx to say, we won't sponsor you anymore. That tells me that there is a whole group of people in this country that has, guess what, less money than Federal Express. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because money does talk. And that apparently, especially with regard to the NFL, that's just about the only thing that does talk. Mm-hmm. So CFL less so, but again, the CFL is driven by money, uh, especially ticket sales, which I'm sure will not be affected by this name change. And, and this is the thing. There, there's two aspects of the whole oh my God, this is tradition, that really weird me out. Okay, on the fan side, okay, yes, traditions, because they are cultural, because you have been raised with them, and because you have lived your whole life with them, and there are certain parts of your brain now 
that are programmed around them. They are difficult to give up. But sometimes we have to. And look, new traditions are fun. You know, from what I understand, Kwanzaa, which became something of an official holiday in the 1970s, is a great holiday. You know, that's a new tradition. You know, enjoy that. And from the team side, what I really don't get about the hesitancy of changing a team name is what about all the paraphernalia sales you're going to make? Why? I mean, what I don't understand is why Dan Snyder, who's interested only in turning out 4-12 and 12 ball clubs every year, wouldn't want to change his name just so he can of his team just so he can sell 87 million more ball caps. So, second USFL reference of the show for me, <laughs> okay. I try to go for the record, uh, except for that one show that we did on it a mm. long time. Right. Uh, I saw that somebody had suggested the Federals for the Washington football team's name. Sure, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. They're four and twelve anyway. What's the difference of this? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, look, they in if this were like four or five years ago, they'd probably go with the Washington Presidents, right? But I don't think that name's going to be in vogue this year. Um, of course, the Washington Americans is the easy choice, uh, but I guess... Or they could also go with the Washington Generals, third U.S. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Uh, no, that's a yeah. Harlem Globetrotters reference. And, and a Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> reference. That's a twofer. And I mean, really, if they're going to lose every game anyway, they might as well be called the Generals, yeah. right? And here's a thought that just struck me as you were mentioning this. What... How how young of a sports fan would you have to be for your team to be still wearing the same uniforms as they were when yeah. you first watched them? Right. Uniforms change all the right. time. Right. Names are names last a lot longer, but if you're willing to deal with them changing their uniforms every three or four years, why aren't you willing to deal with them changing the name once to to bring it to um to the modern times? Exactly. Exactly. Why does nobody mind it? Okay, none of the fans who, who love tradition so much, for example, why do they not mind it when something like Candlestick Park in San Francisco is changed to Synergy Park, right, or whatever it is? That's no problem, right? We don't mind if a corporation, like, changes our name. What about when a team changes colors, which happens not so often in the CFL or even the NFL, but in the NBA or Major League Baseball or something like that. What about that? What about that? Are we offended because now we got to go out and change all our gear and we got to buy the new stuff? Of course not. We take that, right, as fans, right? So the, the new name is, is somehow different? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, again, at least, like you said, at least they're not moving cities. I mean, it could be worse, right? I mean, they could be moving to London or Nova Scotia, you know? It's like, come on now. Have some perspective here. It's just a name. And, and I don't know. To me, I think that's exciting. I don't know how – okay, so let me ask you this, Joe. How old were you when, like, the Rockies and the Marlins? 
Titans came into the uh, Major League Baseball. Probably would have been turning about 10 years old that year. Right. See, I was like eight when we got the Mariners and the Blue Jays. And, and for me, that was like totally cool. I was like, wow, expansion? What a concept. You know, I thought that was great. And, you know, like, I mean, we don't get so many t- team name changes. But, uh, but for example, in the NBA, they've had some with Charlotte, keep changing their name around. And, you know, now they're back at the Hornets where they should be. New Orleans recently changed their name to the Pelicans, which is one of the best names in the NBA now. You know, I, I think a name change is exciting. Yeah, you, and you have a ch- and you have a chance here to continue to build on the brand that you've ha- that you've built. You get rid of a source of controversy that will come up every time your team is in the Grey Cup, which happened in 2015. They win the Grey Cup, and there's there's the controversy again. <laughs> it would have just continued to come up year after year after year after year. You might as well at that point. Make the change, rip that bandaid off, and if they can keep as much of the feel of it as they can, all the better. Because they have built such a great tradition. Now, if they, you know, if they had had a 20-year lull where nothing was happening, maybe they're even thinking bigger. But I can't see why I can't see why they would try to do anything but change the name slightly to make it work better for the modern time. Sure. That'd be great. That'd be great. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Uh, a sports franchise, especially in a league that's as old as the CFL or the NFL, MLB, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they don't have to worry about how a name change is going to affect their branding. In fact, they've got instant branding like almost no other company does, you know, in North American capitalism, right? I mean, if IBM changed their name tomorrow, there would be repercussions from that. But jeez, I mean, a name change for Washington or Edmonton or, or, or Charlotte or any of these other, t- uh, you know, Cleveland baseball team, which I'm sure is coming too, I mean, can't be bad. <laughs> you know? I mean, what's bad about that? I, I see no downside at all to this. No. It's great on, no. great on all angles. It's not – folks – we're not talking Manchester United. We're not talking the New York Yankees. Okay, we're not talking a frivolous name change. The Boston Red Sox. We're not talking a frivolous name change just for changing it. You know, there's purpose here. There's intention. And, you know, for the club, there's marketability, in my opinion. Hell, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. If they come out with a nice-looking cap or something with, with uh, not just the EE but some interesting logo on it, I'll buy it. I'll buy it, sure. Sure, why not? Why not? I'll support that. Sure, they did the right thing. I'll support that. Yeah, yeah. And they do deserve our support. Uh, they they made the right call given the circumstances and given the environment we're dealing yeah, with and right after now. a few fits and starts <laughs> as well. Um, they did they did get they did take a little longer and tried to fight it a little bit longer than I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. But in the end which is the way the CFL tends to do things. Yeah. In the end, they got it right. Football guys are socially conservative. Just in general, they just tend to be. You know, baseball guys, too, to be honest. But, uh, we 
just tend to be a bit more socially conservative. Things to tend to take a little bit longer. But this is a time of great change in our society. So, so uh, this is pretty much par for the course, I think. And I also think that you, know, you don't really want to say that anything positive comes out of this insane pandemic situation. But considering everything else, they're kind of lucky that they probably wouldn't have to play with the new name this season. Um, they give them a little bit of time, and I'll tell you what, by 2021, when they actually do kick this sucker off again, people will be so thrilled to see football, they could rename themselves the Edmonton Trumps, and nobody would care. You know, it's just, let's play some point, CFL point football. Point of order, I would care, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm hyperbolizing for a comedic effect, Joe. snap canadian football league but is that on some kind of hiatus now oh we're we're hanging on uh one of our members has had a lot going on mm -hmm. has had some military commitments yeah. and we're just waiting for him to get back on track oh. uh and just trying to you know we, we got all the time in the world because uh i would very highly doubt we're going to be seeing any sort of live canadian football this season unfortunately and even if we do it will be condensed so we have plenty of time here uh, we're gonna let we're gonna let we're gonna let him get get things together, get back home, get reacclimated to real life instead of the military. And uh, once he's ready to go, we're happy to hop right back on that train. So you're obviously talking about Rod being among us, right? The, the, he he and you are the only Americans in the league. Uh, Greg from Chicago. Oh, that's Americans. Actually, I believe both of them have military commitments of some sort. Wow. Wow. Well, I don't know. Which means I'm the soccer here, so. <laughs> I don't know, but you're the old guy, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm the young guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now you are. <laughs> so, okay, so, well, geez, guys, if you're listening to this, stay safe, man. Good luck out there. Um, stay cool, stay frosty, stay safe. Um, right, okay, well, um, we do have a little bit of waking up here in the world of North American sports uh, this week. As well, uh, Major League Baseball started just yesterday. Again, that's the 23rd of July. And, uh, Joe, I understand you're not so into the whole baseball thing right now as you normally might be with your beloved Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, I, sh I should be very, very excited. The Brewers are a good team, and they probably will continue to be a good team for the next couple of years. Like in January and February, when I was working from home after I had moved away from the office, uh, and working from home was only my beat and not everybody else in the world's beat, <laughs> I had YouTube running a couple of old baseball games a day just because I was so excited about the season coming around. Now, I don't feel right about being excited about it. Yeah. I'm just It's just not there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard, I heard Bill Simmons say on a podcast that, uh, you know, it feels like they're going through the motions. You know, it's, it's, it's very surreal. Uh, they, <laughs> they have all these cardboard cutouts in the, in the audience. And, you know, the, the game that I saw was the Dodgers opener against the Giants. And so they got dudes like Tommy Lasorda sitting in the 
sitting in the audience behind home plate and stuff. And it was just like, this is weird. And then they're using like piped in audience noise, right? Just so there's like this undercurrent of sound. Right? There's never really any major reactions to closed plays or anything. There's just this kind of undercurrent of sound. Right? So it's pretty surreal. And then just today they announced expanding the playoffs to 16 teams, which for an old guy like me, hey, let's talk tradition here, Joe. For an old guy like me who likes tradition uh, in this respect, um, I despise wild cards in baseball. I always have almost as much as interleague play. And this is like 16, this is insane. This is like Stanley Cup. They're talking about how the third place team in these divisions is going to uh, make the playoffs now. And uh, Toronto is playing in Buffalo this year, <laughs> for example. So, and, and, and you want to talk about tradition. Yeah. National League teams are using the DH. Yeah, there's another one. I mean, I mean, I'm one of the last people who hates the DH, and I'm willing to accept the compromise. Hey, one league DH, one league no DH. Great, that's interesting. Again, it's a step too far. If the only people that are interested in your sport, okay, are interested in the history and tradition and statistics and stuff like that, why are you doing this kind of thing? <laughs> you know, why are you playing them like that, Major League Baseball? Uh, you know, the Canadian Football League may be pretty silent on whether they're going to play this year, what that might look like, do we have any proposed timetables, but geez, Major League Baseball is almost as though they're actively shooting themselves in the foot, or in the head. Well, and they have been pretty much since the World Series ended, between all the, between the Astros and the Red Sox scandals coming about, and then... I guess, man, I'd go back to the 90s. <laughs> I'd go back to that strike that canceled the World Series and then this fake home run chase that was all based on steroids. You know, they, they won fans back for two or three years and then, you know, millennials became adults and said, hey, wait a minute, you're scamming us. <laughs> so, so much for that game. It's, it's kind of a shame that Major League Baseball gets started again and the CFL doesn't. Yeah. In my other life outside of the CFL fandom that everybody knows me pretty well for, if you're listening to this, I'm also a Saban member. I love baseball that much. Mm -hmm. I follow a couple of podcasts that are really, really good with baseball. And it's been three or four months since I've even downloaded them. And they come out like weekly or biweekly. And it's just not there for me right now. Let me ask you this, Joe. Okay, in terms of tradition. What happens, in your opinion, like, what happens if people break records this year? What happens if somebody hits, like, 440? <laughs> you know? What happens if somebody beats Hugh Duffy in 1894? I mean, becomes the first 400 hitter to, uh, since Ted Williams. Do we count that? And I apologize for this long baseball tangent. I'm sure we'll stay on it for a little while because we're both interested in this. And <laughs> CFL to talk about, but think about back in Hugh Duffy. That's what I'm saying. Was yeah. 1887 or something? 1894. 1894? Yeah. Think about how different the game was then to how it was today. Mm -hmm. There's no equivalency to begin with. You might as well just throw that number out the back well, of the window. Well, except, <laughs> except, okay, no, see, I wouldn't say that, though. I wouldn't say that. 
because until I think it was 1888, I want to say, even the basics fluctuated. Stuff like substitution rules, stuff like balls and strike counts, um, all that stuff fluctuated. But in 1888, they locked in most of the rules we still play with today. So as an informal sports historian guy, I can, I can tell you that really, if you want to go gaga over stats, you can start in about 1888. 1894 is actually a good year to start with because you have, I believe you have 10 teams in the National League, but it's crazy in that that was the year that uh, the record for batting average was set. And I believe it had to do with lowering the pitching. But yeah, well, yep. literally whole teams were batting 300 that's that year. That's changed a couple times in history right. since locked that in. Right. There's, di- there's different kinds of balls. Hey, there's different kinds of balls every couple of years these days. Right. But if you count 1968, where one guy in the American League hit over 300, Carl Yastrzemski won the Triple Crown. If you count that year, you have to count 1894. Sure, but what I'm saying is, it, there's so much of a difference in that span, that, that 125 year span, that it's it, sure you might be comparing apples to apples, but you're comparing Honeycrisp to the Red Delicious. Okay, there's that much of a difference. Well, yeah, but but baseball fans pride themselves over the fact that the basic rules and even the basic stats have stayed the same for so long. I mean, think about football. Think about basketball. How every year these rules change, right? And I'm not just talking like, I'm not just talking like general rules like the two-minute warning or stuff like this that's just kind of stapled on. I'm I'm talking about stuff like I don't know, spiking the ball from the quarterback. Um, you know, stuff like I don't know. Um, oh, the onside kick. I mean, the two-point conversion? Replay, what's yeah, yeah, I mean, this stuff gets added on. Now, 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 baseball, I mean, it's always been 60 feet, 6 inches, right? It's always been 90 feet. It's, it's been since 1888, four balls, three strikes, nine guys on a side, or at least nine guys on your lineup guard. You know, I mean, the basic, like soccer, the basics of baseball have stayed the same for 100-plus years. And, and that's what makes it interesting. Now, the thing about 1894 or 19th century ball or, you know, old dead ball era stuff, whatever you want to compare. Okay. The thing is, one of the great things about baseball is roughly they're still playing the same amount of games every year. Right. And that's why you can say Ted Williams is the last legitimate guy to hit 400. Right, because he did it in this many games and he had so many plate appearances. He actually hit 400 a couple of years after that, but he didn't have his he didn't have enough plate appearances, right, for it to count statistically, right. So, but then here you have a season which is less than half a season, right, which is less than the strike year of 1981, which is less than the 1995 that got canceled. How? What do you do with these guys? What do you do with these guys? Do you ask to risk everybody that 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 sets a single season record? Yeah, because that worked well when they did that. <laughs> after yeah, but it's no fault of their own in this case. And I mean, it's not just because they're unpopular like Roger Maris was. And that was a change from 154 to 162 games. Right, yeah. Now, now let's talk cutting that in like thirds. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this is less than half. This is, I think, what was it in that strike year, 1981, I believe it was, 118 games, which is which is kind of like a minor league season. You know, but still, I mean, that's enough games. I mean, the, the beautiful thing they always say about baseball is that you play so many games. You know, you, you see all everything you can possibly see over that season. Not this year. Not this year. Plus, they're putting 16 teams in the tournament. You're going to get something like, well, actually, maybe my Rockies have a chance to, to win it all this year since you're getting down to ping pong balls, basically, in those playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're going to go to 16 games for the – or 16 teams for the playoffs – as long as it's a temporary measure, because this year is such a gong show to begin yeah. with. And let's face it, I, I kind of have my doubts that they finish anyway, because yeah. I think it's ridiculous and stupid that they're even trying, which is also the same reaction I would have if the CFL tried. And, well, I'm, we're literally doing a CFL podcast. That's how much we love this. <laughs> but I, I think it's just a dumb idea for sports leagues to be tr- doing what they're doing right like let's get let's get the world under control first and let's make sure we're not don't have people dying left and right first before we go back to playing our silly games okay well uh let me get a little bit further outside your comfort zone then what do you think about the uh the nba bubble thing uh good luck good luck to them i mean if they can pull it off great i don't i I think that's probably a better option than flying pt Flying people around to thirty different major league cities right. and relocating <laughs> and relocating the Canadians or what have you. That's a better concept, but it's still not a optimal concept. The optimal concept is you send everybody home and say, "Let's get this thing knocked off first before we start going around putting people where they don't need to be." And hey. While we're at it, let's take some of the scarce tests we have and stick them into these pro athletes because we well, want yeah. to make sure that they're ready to play. Well, yeah, but Joe, come on now. You, you can't complain about that because all that does is that just reflects on the screwed up priorities of our modern society. That's it. That's it. That's Maybe it. we need to fix that first before we can go back wow. to the <laughs> that's just me. Well, then we, won't get, <laughs> well, then we won't get CFL for 25 years, Joe. <laughs> Okay. I mean, stuff well, like that is a generation. Let's, <laughs> you know? let's at least work on the uh, getting this killer virus to go away first. How about that? Okay, on that note, and since we've done almost more on the show on baseball than on the CFL, let's sign off. But Joe, what you got for us? You want to take us out with anything? Yeah, stay safe, everybody. Yeah, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you in probably a couple of weeks. I'm Oz Davis. For my co-host Joe Pritchard, this has been the Rouge, White, and Blue CFL Podcast. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. <laughs>